Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome back to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. The Truth Minute for this episode will focus on Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. And it reads, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. You see, God's people are recipients of His grace in multiple areas of life. Our salvation is a gift of His grace as are the ways of God, the ways God gifts his children for service to his kingdom. In Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, he noted that God has blessed individual believers with gifts that will serve the church and build his kingdom. And as good stewards of those gifts that God has given us, it's our responsibility to utilize and maximize them. Not everyone possesses the same gifts, but each possesses a gift. And God gives us those different gifts in order to serve in a variety of ways and meet diverse sets of need. You see, every believer is equipped to make a significant contribution to the kingdom of God. If we use our gifts well, we will be a blessing to others and bring glory to God. And that is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I, 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 I hope that you've been salivating. Is this salivating, salivating? Yes, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever it is, yeah, potato, potato, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, for this podcast, uh, I know some of you, if not all of you who listened to the previous podcast, we left you on a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. Uh, Kenan and, and, and I just I, almost fell. fell yeah. you know. <laughs> but we're glad that we are here yes. and uh, you're catching up. Please make sure that you subscribe, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and uh, make sure so that you're not able to meet. You, you should not miss. You should not miss what we have lined up for all of you all. Yes. I just want to say... Uh, we we it's it's never about Kenan and I. Mm. Tuesday, the tenth, this coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. Yes, at Champlain Library, we have a career fate. Your network is your net worth, mm. and you know you you're stuck in the same field. You're trying to figure out what to do with your life. You're a young person. Uh, we have some friends of ours who are professionally retired, done great things out there. Who would like to come and just ask questions, talk to them? Uh, so if you can go to our website or email us at amazingtruthpodcast uh, at gmail yeah. uh, dot com, mm-hmm. and I will give you more information. Sign up so that we can know who's coming and yeah. we can be able to and get something for right. you. And the, 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 the seats are filling up fast. Uh, yeah, we yeah, have, exactly. We have limited seats because it's uh, you know the pandemic. The pandemic is so real. Seats are, are limited and they're filling up fast. So exactly. reach out to Ezra personally. Reach out to me. Yep. Reach out uh, will Facebook, Instagram, wherever you find us. Reach out to us and we'll save exactly. your spot. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Now let let us jump in now. Last last episode, mm. we had a friend of ours, Ooh. right? Who came? He, you know, clearly he grew in a different side of town, <laughs> from, from, from a very us, different from, from us. Right? But we think we, we're glad that we're here together, right? Oh. Uh, this, this gentleman was born and raised in Haiti. Uh, uh, you know, came, moved to this country when he was sixteen. Uh, but some of the things the highlight is that you know was he was raised with a, a, a voodoo priest. Um, Kenan doesn't know anything about that, you know. <laughs> 
so uh, that's one thing that I'm, he's I'm with scared us. that you do. <laughs> I'm scared okay, that you I do. I don't either. I don't either. Right. You know, uh, not only that, but also someone who is self-driven, who right. desires to to do and be the best in all that he does. At the age of 12, he was cutting hair, you know, and doing it really, really good. But there's a phase in his life, you know, as he was getting ready to relocate, that he was told, you know, Haitians in the in the in that country they are looked down upon, and he came to this country with this mindset. So in 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 effort to defend himself, he got himself into a lot of things, including you know buying guns, including uh, shooting uh, at people or shooting people, hitting people fights, with bats, fights. All, yeah. uh, but we 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 ended last week by him being in prison, and at that point he hears this still small voice. I am not going to take more time. Jude, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Uh, welcome back. We've got so much feedback from our audience asking questions and I just want to let you know that we are excited to have you back here and we're looking forward to our time here today. Yes. So let's jump into it. Yep. Still small voice. Yes. What does he tell you and where do you go from there? Well, when I was sitting down and in thinking I'm meditating about life and I I heard this sweet small voice I couldn't explain it to anybody it feels like he's really care for me like mm-hmm. nobody has ever cared for me like this and he says um I'm not going to leave you in here I'm teaching you a lesson uh-huh. and then I, and as soon as I heard it says that it's like something in, inside of my heart move uh-huh. like I had to to do something uh-huh. you know I had to straighten my life and then um and I sat there and then I realized no one ever came and visit me or even a phone call and I was popular I had a lot of friends and people I counted on and I said you know what when I get out I'm going to focus on my music because I can do it really well yeah and and the 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 first thing that I had growing up as a kid when I be famous I said I wanted to achieve that goal mm-hmm. and then I you know only me can help myself yeah so now when I got out That's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. I went straight into my music mm-hmm. career and I started writing songs even in in the jail. I started writing songs again when I got out. I started writing songs and because of my uh, you know cousin by marriage, I told you mm-hmm. he's already up there mm-hmm. and then he heard me, you know, singing one day and doing my thing and he was like, "Man, you're pretty good." And I used to know how to dance really well. I used to do dance battle. Mm-hmm. And he loves to dance too. And he said, "Yo, why don't you why don't you roll with me? Mm-hmm. You know, as my hype man. Mm-hmm. And then you can dance. And when I'm singing, you can do certain things." And yeah. I said, "Okay." And because I look so crazy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my presence alone on stage next to him, people started screaming mm-hmm. for my look. Mm-hmm. You know, and then then I'm here and there I would do like a few verses while he's doing his things, and that's where everything started for me. Okay. Yeah. So I think you uh, I, you mentioned something that nobody has ever cared for you, and the voice that you had was a caring voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that speaks to your life growing up. And you, you you know your mother cared for you. Yes, I mean the opportunity. You know, she was working hard, and yeah. this 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 voice, you know, sounded very different. And I think that you've said as well that you know your your friends used to hang out with these friends. Yeah. You know, you you thought they were, I don't know if you could call them friends now anyway, because but nobody came out to see you. At that very moment, people that you were kicking with, people mm-hmm. that you thought were well, you were close with, 
never came to see you. And that's I think that's a good point because you know as young people, people you know roll with friends, you do all these things, but when the rubber meets the road, yeah. who's coming really mm-hmm. to, yeah. to 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 be with you when you're at the lowest? I yeah. think that's that's a huge. powerful point. That's a powerful point. And one of the thing when I got out and you know I was a straightforward guy, I would ask them question, mm-hmm. you know, why didn't you come visit me? Why didn't you give me a phone call? Mm-hmm. And they kept, you know, making up stuff or you know i may have a warrant i don't know about and they just started saying things but i knew why then in there that you know i could never really rely on people because mm-hmm. i have to love myself first yeah in order to to do right by myself i can't wait on on people yeah. and of course yeah i know my parents loved me you know my mother loved me my sibling they love me but the way that voice made me feel i've never felt that way mm-hmm. before that's nice That's nice. So you you jump into the music. Yeah. Um you say that's where everything started. How where does your music career take you? Well, how does it take off? What what does it entail? Well, I started I started um doing music with that cousin by marriage mm-hmm. and we started traveling together, mm-hmm. going to Canada and different places in the state. Mm-hmm. And then um for some reason I I was really good at what I do and remember I told you whatever I did, mm-hmm. I would put 100%. Yeah. So so this that was me that that's a gift that God gave me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything halfway. Mm-hmm. You know. So now when I travel with him, I I made my presence felt mm-hmm. on on the stage. Yeah. And then that kind of like make him I wouldn't say scared, but that kind of he wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because he wanted to be the the face the face so now we started having problems mm-hmm. we started having problems then i decided to go on my own mm-hmm. and i said you know i i can do this i i don't want to I, i i don't need to take that from him yeah. so but because i didn't have any connections really so i went into doing uh, an audio uh-huh. you know actually a, a tv show yeah. because i always had talent for that and uh-huh. i went to school for digital media and and film mm-hmm. So I created my own show called the Tijud show uh-huh. where I was living and the Tijud show became so popular I had this this phrase every time I come on the show or when I'm ending the show I would say that phrase and that phrase became so popular all the kids around town and mm-hmm. growing up was saying that that phrase and then when they see me they wouldn't call me by my name they would say that oh. phrase and I would turn around so it you became know? a brand it became a brand because mm. even when I became a celebrity it was my brand mm. because everybody knows me as yeah 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 I would say <laughs> yeah 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 then I would start talking <laughs> you know yeah. things like that and yeah. then I had parents who would offer me money because the TV show blew up so good and mm. big parents would offer me money to come to their kids party just to show up mm-hmm. you know and talk to the kid and say yeah 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 before i leave and things like that <laughs> maybe you should do a, a voice over <laughs> <laughs> you know so and i had people seeing me in the street be like yeah 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 then yeah. i would like yeah 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 so people would not remember my name but they would call me yeah 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 mm-hmm. you know so uh, we became uh, this show became really huge yeah. then i had a radio station you know that approached me and said hey you got you so big in town and i had prime time mm-hmm. You know, I was like six, six on Saturday or seven. Mm-hmm. So I had prime time and then I covered the entire Long Island. Mm-hmm. And then this guy offered me a, a radio show. He said, why don't you bring your teacher show into radio? I mm-hmm. said, I've never done radio, but I, I guess I can do it. I used to be a DJ. So they gave me prime time at the radio. Wow. And then so I had the radio during the week and I had the, the TV show uh, during Saturdays. And then um, from there every single Haitian artist would come to my show because mm. my show was so popular if they if they're in town for a concert 
they had to stop at my show to yeah. boost up yeah, that concert because it. when I said people in the town go, they'll go. Yeah. And if I said this thing is gonna be trash, no one would show up. Uh-huh. So my voice had weight. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So by having those celebrities there, I made a lot of acquaintance and contacts. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest Haitian celebrity happened to move in that town, purchase mm-hmm. a house, mm-hmm. you know, and then right by my mom's house, not too far. I can yeah. walk to his house. Yeah. Then he was watching TV once and he saw my show and he was he loved the show. Mm-hmm. Then he called the show and left me a message. He said, hey, this is so-and-so and I just moved in town. I love your show and I'd like to connect with you and we can do something big. I said, okay. And I called them and he said, yeah, um, we can start doing a lot of major party because he had a lot of connections. And he said, I don't want to be the face. I want you to be the one doing it because everybody knows you. Mm-hmm. So I started putting together big concerts, you know, fly bands from different states or countries. So I, I was on top of the world. I was yeah. I was this kid, you know, in, in early 20s, like yeah. close to early 20s, and I'm doing all these big things. And one day... This is where everything starts. I was still working on my music, doing little thing here and there, you know. And then one day, this guy heard me spitting something, mm-hmm. you know, that I just woke. And then, then we were in the car together, and then I didn't want to forget. Something came up to my mind, and I didn't want to forget it. And I just start spitting it real fast. And he was like, what is that? I said, oh, this is a song. Because at that time, I used to have a lot of problems. You know, because I got married young. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of problems. So I would bring the problems into my music, mm-hmm. you know. So I was saying that thing and he heard it. He said, oh, this is nice, you know. Do you want to do it together? Uh, and I was shocked because he's the biggest celebrity in Haiti. And he barely do, do collab with anybody, yeah. you know. And if he does it with you, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, okay. But me and him, we became so so close. Then I did the song, and then, and then that's that's where I became a celebrity overnight. Wow! Yeah. It it sounds like you're already a celebrity, but I think that time that goes to the next level. Yeah, yeah. So you say top of the world. Now, had you achieved what you wanted at that time? At, at that point, when you did that song, when I did that song for some people, it may seems like that mm-hmm. that I'm on top of the world because I got to a point where I would get pulled over in Haiti. And then with with bottle in my hands driving and the cops would be so happy to meet me, would take pictures with me and let me go, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But to me, that wasn't my make it, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't the goal that I had. My goal was to be on MTV and BET, be making millions and seen all over the world. I didn't want to just be a superstar internationally, like in between Haitian and other Caribbean. I wanted to be known globally, wow. you know, in the world. So, so to me, I, I was never content. Never content. Know? I, I was never yeah, content. Right. So, so I, I would just keep trying really hard. And when people f- saw me, they feel like, okay, a lot of people want to be in my spot. I'm standing in front of a hundred thousands of people performing, fifty thousand people. I was still never happy. You wow. know? And I had people wanted to be in my spot, mm-hmm. but to me, I felt like I didn't make it yet because I had a goal in mind, mm-hmm. and that goal to be globally known as a as a superstar the right. whole world knows and then in the last episode you mentioned that you were doing whatever the the the, the not the gangs that but yeah. the life the, the violent life let me let me call it. you you were doing that but you didn't want it it hurts you yeah you know it's not who you are now when you're doing this now is it does it make you feel good is, is it, it fulfilling what you want is it fulfilling and a part yes and no okay. because i was a reggae singer 
And the band that I was in was a compa band, which which is an Haitian, you know, mm-hmm. genre. Uh, yeah. So so I wanted to make it on and the way I wanted to make mm-hmm. it. So I wasn't satisfied. So because of that, and then because of the connection that I had, it's like my life, you know, take a spin in a different way, but still bad. Because now I was drinking more. Mm-hmm. I was smoking weed more, mm-hmm. you know, because I felt like this is not what I wanted, but I couldn't escape it. Mm-hmm. So I used to do those things to kind of like numb myself, kind of yeah. like, you know, trying to so, be there when my when my heart is not there. Mm-hmm. So I would I would be high or drunk just to to make to, it to be in the to, to, to be in the to be in the present to yeah be in the moment, and, and one to enjoy thing, whatever to you enjoy do. yes and and one other thing that I I, I that kind of like really struck you know struck me is because um when I started being in the band right I felt like when I when, you know when I make it it would be happy you know mm-hmm. joyful moment but that's not what I found when I made it mm-hmm. I was traveling with with the bands I was all over the world but all of them they don't get along themselves mm. so they they would you know talk you know fight among each other you know and then on stage everybody have that smiley face mm. and i i couldn't go past that mm-hmm. we would be at the airport screaming at each other i understand you know that that happens even yeah. in, in in siblings and family yeah. that happens but when you're in a place you're doing what you love and you see you know what they selling is not what you living mm-hmm. it, it kind of bothers me. I, th- i think i first of all i have stayed quiet for long you didn't notice that that is very different <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> i know but but let's I, i'm saying that on a lighter note because there's a lot of things here to, for us to mm-hmm. unpack yeah. yeah number one is i always hear people say that i don't want to go to that place because those people are fake mm-hmm. Are you saying that all these happiness that we see people on stage and stuff that's not the real thing that happens behind the scene for you know everybody many young people that's what they're looking up to that's what they want to get that's those are their dreams am I hearing you say that you are still empty even after the fame I'm, I'm presuming the money you know maybe everything like are you still empty yes I was so empty and I couldn't understand why because I was young Mm-hmm. I had the fame, I had the glory. Mm-hmm. I got married young. Mm-hmm. I had my own house, mm-hmm. swimming pool, mm-hmm. you know, but I was still empty. I, I couldn't understand why I would be crying in my hotel room before mm-hmm. I walk out. And mm-hmm. as soon as I'm ready to go to walk out, I would put on that face all mm-hmm. smiley and mm-hmm. taking pictures with people in the lobby or talking to some fans who happened to stop by at the lobby. But deep down in my heart, I was sad, mm-hmm. you know. The only thing I, I remember, though, I have to share that with you. The only thing I find myself happy mm-hmm. is those few seconds when I'm walking on that stage. Mm-hmm. And at the time I'm on the stage, I felt like the happiest man alive. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing that used to happen to me. I don't know if it happened to everybody, but I'm, ex- I'm sharing what happened to me. Yeah. As soon as I'm walking on that stage and I'm hearing people screaming, ah, you know, I felt this this thing came into me. Mm. You know? I felt this 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 force. I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that thing came into me, I owned that stage. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and I can make everyone down there do whatever I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a different man. Mm-hmm. So every time after I I would done performing, I would call my friends or people who came with me 
you know, my entourage, they call it. I would ask them, how did I do? It's like I wanted to relieve what happened. It's like I never enjoyed it, really. Mm-hmm. It was like like a quick fix, mm-hmm. you know, but it's somebody else that take that joy. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, my body was used, but, I, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't there to, 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 to enjoy that moment. Yeah. So now I can't wait to go back on stage. Because I didn't get mine. Mm-hmm. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, And when you go back... Same it, thing happens. So it, it sounds like it, it's a trance, you know, some yeah. type of trance. Something yeah. takes over yeah. to fulfill its need yeah. and to use you as just a vessel yeah. to do that. And once you're out, you want the high again. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. Man. <laughs> what, let me ask you, what, what do you think that was? Looking back now, what at do you the think time, that was? Uh, oh, no, right I, now, at the time and right now, what do you both? At the time, I felt like maybe I was so nervous and it's anxiety and all come mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like, you know, it's, you know, fight or flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, you know, that was the time. I felt like, okay, I was there and I had to do it. So I was in control, mm-hmm. you know, not, although I wasn't in control. Right. You understand? Yes. But being having a witchcraft background, you know, and there's something we, you know, we won't have time to go into. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing all those parties, I became a Freemason mm-hmm. because they told me I needed protection. So been knowing the Freemason and the witchcraft. So I always felt like maybe I was possessed by some type of spirit. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to dig deeper into it because they said when people possess, most likely they blacked out, but I never blacked out. I could see what was happening. Mm-hmm. It's just that. I was been driving like a you know somebody had a remote yeah. control and making me do things because I would do th- I would do things when I go back and watch the video I'm like man why did I do that like this is crazy you know what I'm saying mm. um, but there's certain things that would happen and those things would make me feel like I could say I'm a god mm. you understand because mm. there was one place I was performing and I w- I was just killing the stage and this guy took my feet a bunch of them trying to grab my feet while i was on stage then i let them hold my feet and they started kissing my feet mm. and at that moment i felt like man i'm you know i'm idolized worship. Yeah. you know yeah. these people are worshiping me but deep down it's the spirit that possessed me mm. that was enjoying that moment yeah. you know because me i felt like that wasn't right you understand? Yeah. So so now when I look back at those things, I could clearly say I was possessed. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I, I understand music. I, I'm not bashing music. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand and everybody who's listening, yeah. music is the only thing that came from heaven to this earth. Mm-hmm. Everything you see around you is made around you. Mm-hmm. Even ourselves were created, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. here. But music came from God. Mm-hmm. So so music is a beautiful thing when, when you use it for the right purpose, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so this is what's happening right now. I don't know if everybody felt the same way, but to me, I felt that time, I was really possessed by evil spirit mm-hmm. because now I know myself, mm-hmm. you know, as a pastor and I, I learned, I know, you know, a lot of truth now. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, wow, you know, I was just been using. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if everybody's going through the same mm-hmm. thing or was a celebrity or was a star, but I can share what went yeah. on. Yeah, yeah past experience. This is your story, you know. It's your story, yeah. This is your story. That's why. That's why it's it's real stories, real life. Like you know, it's 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 very amazing. You, I, this this podcast is last time we talked about substance abuse, mental health. I could relate on certain things. This one I can't relate. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. just like all these things. Young, 
married young, yeah. famous, mm-hmm. rich, bought a house at a very young age. I wouldn't say rich, but we well, did well, okay. Rich is relative. <laughs> <laughs> rich is relative in that sense that, you know, at your age, yeah. the, 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 you know, you and I have shared the things we did at a younger stage and younger age. You know, when I was your age, I was busy buying a Toyota Camry back here. <laughs> you know, but when you talk about your story. That's true. So, it, this is what it sounds like humanity we want. You know, it's so easy to say young people want, but every parent is working hard to get that mansion, you know, somewhere to get that good neighborhood, to get that, you know, all these young, old, male, female. We want something better for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But what I'm hearing is that at what expense? You seem to be empty deep down. You seem to be having a marriage that is not going well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You seem to, you're a father at a very young stage, but you're constantly going. You're performing, but you're crying. And before you go to the stage, because you're just depressed, depressed I, I don't know no, say depressed but it was depression. depression okay you know all that you know it's 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 hard let me say this to the listeners if that's why you cannot see the faces but if you see the men seated here is oh, really yes. changed reformed yeah. you know type of guy and it's so hard to paint a picture with that so mm-hmm. i don't want us to remain on the dark spot yes. because that's yes, not who sir. you are you know uh, i don't want us to remain on that that, that dark spot yeah. so you become popular you become famous you you, you travel the world just in a snippet where how at what point do you now control your life actually because kenan there's yes. a story he told me let me just bring him in on this yes, yes, so, yes. go ahead in a snippet you're about to sign a big one of a biggest deal. Yeah. Walk yeah. us through that biggest deals and then we because that's where you hump the other right. side. Uh-huh. Yes. So so now um I feel like what I had uh, I wasn't content. Mm-hmm. So I wanted more. Uh, I wanted to be uh, you know making millions and mm-hmm. be on MTV and BT. So what I did, I met this friend, he could sing R&B really well mm-hmm. and I knew I had an accent. There's no way I would make it in that world so what i did uh, i have an ears for music and music is in me mm-hmm. so anything that i touch you know make an impact mm-hmm. so what i did me and him we became friends i became his manager and and producer so mm-hmm. we started working together and then um in two years me and him working together we met a man um i won't say name in the podcast yeah. but we, yeah. we we met a man who used to be one of the uh, wu-tang manager mm-hmm. wu-tang clan mm-hmm. uh, from back in the days then he heard our production and he said man your thing is fire mm-hmm. you know and he just met two kids from haiti the other kid was from haiti but he came here much younger so yeah you know he sang mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. So he said, man, you know, I can introduce you to people because if he brought me in and I get that deal, he makes a lot of money too. Mm-hmm. So he said, man, I, you know, let me bring you to Sony Record. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Um, then the thing is that where I'm going to be, people spent 20 years trying to be there. Mm-hmm. And then in two years, me starting crossover, crossover to the American industry. And two years, I'm I'm getting, you know, meeting yeah. and Sony Records. So now we went into the meeting. Uh, we sat down. We had two meetings with two different labels. We had one with Universal Record. Wow. And then um, they were really interested. But for some reason, the person who were, you know, was talking to us got fired the week after for something. Mm. You know? So now the guy said, you know what? Let me bring you to Sony Record. And he brought us to the vice president of the a r at the time. And I'm not saying name because of the podcast. Mm. But um, he brought us there. And I remember before I went in, 
I stood outside the building, you know, in Manhattan, smoke a lot of weed because I'm about to walk into a meeting. I've never done this in my life, mm -hmm. but I knew I could do it because everything that I did, mm -hmm. I, I give it a hundred percent. And I, I felt like if I'm sitting in front of you, we both human, I should be able to make you understand me. Mm -hmm. This is the mentality that I had because mm -hmm. I would be a hundred percent with you. I would be authentic. I would not hide anything. Mm -hmm. I want you to see me for who I am. And if you come back 20 years later, you still find the same person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make up a person. Then now I have to remember what kind of person I make. Yes. I made before you. So what I did, I smoked a lot of weed and then my, my friend, he didn't smoke. So we went into the meeting and we sat down with the guy. They had a, a few other people came and they put our, our tracks. We went with 21 uh, different tracks and songs and they were playing them one after the other and they were taking notes and stuff. And then the guy said, um, I remember that he said, well, I cannot sign your artist because if I sign him, it's like I throw him into a jungle because here at Sony Wicked, we have a lot of big names. But I love your productions. I can sign you guys as a production team. And you would be able to work with a lot of big names in the industry. And he started naming names, people that I've seen on MTV and BET. And I said, okay, that's that's fine by me. Uh, and I told my artists, listen, we can get the deal as a production team. And when we work with those people, we become friends with them. We can have them do something with you mm -hmm. on your own album. Yeah. You know, that was like, just like a trick. <laughs> And that was one month before God called me into ministry, mm. you know? And then um, I told my wife, find a mansion where you wants to leave because um, we're getting this deal. All I had to do is bring a lawyer and do this, do that. Right before we signed that deal and God called me into ministry. Amen. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Keep going. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he had to send it in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm like, keep going. That's a whole... <laughs> That's a whole, you know, it's, it's he's just condensed it. Like yeah. it's just that that that, that whole journey. So wow. you're the, Did you sign the deal? No, but I'm <laughs> glad I I, I didn't. You yes, know, from yeah. what I've heard after that, I've uh. never signed a deal myself. But uh. I've heard people talk a lot of uh, a lot of stuff when uh. you sign a deal. What you had to do, okay. and then I realized, uh, yeah, sometimes I miss the money mm -hmm. and the millions because that was my 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 dream to become famous and making millions. Uh -huh. But when I heard what God had spared me from, uh -huh. you know, and I praise God for that. Yeah. So God calls you into ministry. How does that look? How like? do you get there? How do you get there? Well, yeah, this is that, another long story, long but one. I'll see if I can <laughs> condense it real quick because um, I, I want people to know the true me. Yes. Uh -huh. I, yeah. I was never planned to be a pastor. That, mm -hmm. that was never in my in my bucket um, bucket list, mm -hmm. my dream was to be a producer in MTV and BET making millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But um, my wife was invited into uh, Seventh-day Adventist uh, evangelistic series. And, you know, she went, but me, I would never go to church. I would, you know, I told her until he's, you know, her Jesus come in person and tell me, then I would be in, in you know, in church and stuff like that. And this is exactly what happened to me, you know. <laughs> This is exactly, and this is a long story, oh. and that would be a whole different podcast. <laughs> and then um, this is what happened, and Jesus appeared to me in, in, in person, just like I'm looking at you, and I knew he was real, and I knew uh, there was no lie about him. Then I walked away from having um, a great number one song with the biggest Haitian artist in Haiti, 
I walked away from everything, from the fame, from the glory. I walked away from that deal I was going to sign. People couldn't believe it, but what I saw was so real. What I saw was the truth. So no one can take that away from me. And I said, you know what? Jesus is real, you know, and I want to give him the rest of my life. And and from there on, I, I began to preach the word of God. I started testifying wherever I go about my past life, how, you know, Jesus transformed my life and then who I am today because of the grace of God. I would I would never be here. And I even say that to myself, you know, I, I don't deserve a second chance. The things that I've done, I shouldn't be here today. But um, God loves us so much and he, he put me here, you know. But um, knowing myself back in the day, I wouldn't even trust myself. I wouldn't even vote myself. I wouldn't even give myself a second chance. Mm. But um, God saw something else in me. So he, he appeared to give me uh, you know, a second chance. And ever since I became um, a man of God trying my best, it's, you know, uh, we've done many things that we are not proud of, but we, we're trying our best to please the heavens. And then we're not going to wake up to be perfect. No man yeah. is perfect on this earth. But if we're willing to do what's right, what the Word of God says, we, 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 we will be able to, by the help of the Holy Spirit, and help us day by day. You know? So this is what I'm doing. I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to make up for what I've done because yeah. what's done is done. But I'm trying my best to tell the world, listen, don't. Don't don't listen to those kind of things. They look attractive. They may uh, deceive you in the long run because, yes, you want to be a millionaire. There's nothing on having money. You can be a millionaire. You know, even in the Bible, God gives Solomon's riches. You know, anybody can can drive uh, themselves to make money, but make money the, the, the right kind right. of way. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and then just be yourself, love yourself, enjoy yourself, love your family, and don't let the world lead you. You, mm-hmm. you know, you do what's right. And for me to go all the way into that that story of me becoming a pastor, who I never feel an application for, I never asked to be. It's a whole different testimony. But I wouldn't change it for anybody because yeah, yeah, yeah. now I feel so much happier in my life that that the fame and the glory and and the music could not could never give me. And that, that, that emptiness that I felt in my heart, all this time I had the fame, now it's finally, you know, that hole is finally filled up. And I don't know how to explain that to anybody. So, so Jude, you're still human. Yes, sir. Even now in this current state of who you are today, do you have low moments? Because someone can think that once I go this, I oh, do yeah. it all. Yeah. My problems are gone. You know, I'm. Do you still have those moments? And and what do you tell someone who's out there, who's looking, who has a void that they cannot figure out what's going on in their life? You know, they seem to have a good career, seem to have a beautiful wife or a wonderful husband. You know, uh, beautiful kids, blessed with a home. You know all that, but there is something deep down that is missing, and they cannot figure out what it is. Like, how do you navigate your day to day? Because you're still a human, and even in this state of your being, I'm sure there's some days you feel low, some days maybe you feel you struggle. How? What would you tell someone like that? Well, honestly, um, just being a pastor, sometimes I have my own lows, you know, mm-hmm. because like you said, we're only human. Um, uh, but what I would tell everybody who's listening is. Trust in the process, you know, mm. trust in the process. You are here for a purpose, not by accident. Mm. 
So find your purpose. You know, um, a lot of people find their purpose uh, in a wrong way. Mm-hmm. Some people can cope and they go into drugs and alcohol and, you know, and they became addicts and stuff like that. Some even go to pawns. Mm-hmm. Just like when I was in, 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 in the world, I, I find, you know, marijuana, I found my alcohol to cope with my problem, which was the wrong way to, you know, to to go by. But no, what I'm saying to everyone, listen, Trust in the process. God has a plan for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not see it. You may not understand it. And even if you are not a Christian yet or or you're unchurched people, there is a purpose why you're here on this earth. The, you know, ask yourself, how many people that you knew uh, back in the days that's no longer with us is already dead? You know better than them, mm-hmm. but you are here. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose why you're here. It's time for you to find your purpose. You know, and and when you get involved in those type of uh, drinking and smoking and all those habits, you can't take clear anymore to find your purpose because now you've been driven by those kind of substance, and you can never have the correct logic uh, uh, um, thinking for yourself. So you need to be uh, with a clear mind, you know, to see what is my purpose in on this earth. So, Why am I here? So even if you're you're deep into it, you're affiliated or you're not neutral for life. I think there's, even though you're in it deeply, there's still a way out. That's what oh, you're yes. saying. There's oh, always yes. a way out. There's always a way out. You have to remember, you never started when you were a baby. It's yeah. something that you fall into. Mm-hmm. So anything you fall into, you can get out of it. Yeah. But you need to find the right help. You know, I'm not just saying to people just go to Jesus Christ because yes, Jesus Christ can help you with anything. God can help you with anything, but God also place people on your path so that you can go for help, like people with license, people mm-hmm. who, who's taking their time to learn how to help you mm-hmm. get better. Yeah. So now, if you are not a church people, uh, you can reach out to someone. There's there's nothing wrong in asking for help. Mm-hmm. One thing I remember when I was going through those things, I didn't ask for help because I was a star. I mm-hmm. didn't want people to know that I was going through those things. Mm-hmm. And I fell in deep depression to a point where I was thinking about suicide every day, taking my own life, taking my family's life. You know, and perhaps that's what God saw that I was planning on doing and my heart wasn't in it. He came and delivered me. This this is what he done for me. I'm just sharing it. But you yourself, find help. There's no shame in asking for help. God placed people on your path so that you can ask for help. Don't be ashamed on reaching out for help. We all need help at some point in life. How did you overcome uh, the addiction, getting over, you know, marijuana, the drinking and that's a whole point. Yeah, this That's is in my point. testimony. Yeah. Uh, when right. I encountered Jesus, everything just stopped widening there till this day. All right. And you were, you felt strong and you overcame that. Yes. So, but, but 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 let's not normalize. That's not everyone. Yeah. You know, yes. it's 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 a very unique journey that you went through. Yeah. Um for for you know that um that can happen to all of us. That is possible to be done. 
as you said, there are systems that have been put in place, be it medical centers, rehab centers, yes. people in your family. You know, you need to normalize asking for help. Yes. But it's interesting you talk about depression and you talk about suicidal, but people think that once I get the money, I cannot think that way. Once mm-hmm. I get the fo- the fame, I cannot, why would I take my life? But you right. look at celebrities, how many of them are found, you know, yeah. you know, you look at billionaires, multi-billionaires who we've seen divorces, like, you know, people go their own way, but they had the money. Like, finding the meaning of life, yeah. it should be the whole purpose to life, mm-hmm. you know, for your existence. Wow, Kenan, our time is, our time is, running, is short. running short. But yeah, it was, it was very... But what I can say before you say yeah. that, we are not done with Jude. We, we might be closing this part, we but we haven't talked about suicidal, how you got there. We haven't talked about wow. chemical dependency and how you dealt with it. We haven't talked about your family now, your marriage, yeah. how it is, because, you know, earlier on was troublesome, but, you know, where you are right now. And I'm sure it's it's passing positive because we've, we've shared together, we have some conversation, but but most people, that's what they long for. Yes. A happy family, a yes. happy home, happy kids, even though there are struggles. So, how are you doing that on a daily basis? We are not touched all that because we want to give people practical tools. So I just needed to say this aloud so that listeners can hold us accountable. And to hold, and we can hold <laughs> you accountable <laughs> <laughs> to come back. Come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, I think we should just go into final thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go and say that um, you mentioned that you, you walked away mm-hmm. yeah. from that life. But I think you walked to a life. Mm-hmm. I don't think you had a life then. Mm-hmm. And when you when you got called and God called you into ministry to serve him, you walked into life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you, you had the control of your life now. You had, you were able to control, and you had help mm-hmm. through God and through whoever you walked into your path. And you can tell by you sitting and sharing and be how passionate you are from both sides to help someone, you have control of your life. And that's what we pray for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, find that true meaning of life and have control of your life by asking for help, obtaining help, and maintaining that. So, I want to thank you for for coming through, and and we we we, we are not done. We're yeah, not yeah, done with yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, I'll say mine before you close. Um, you know, just want to say that um, uh, for listeners who have given me specifically feedback is that I talk too much and I can't people. But today, these podcasts just got me thinking about so 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 many things. And That's I what ch- happens is that when you stop talking, you think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> you had it, listeners, who keeps me, you know, responding to him. I'm trying to stay focused. It's distracting me. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. just want to say that, um, you know, I appreciate the willingness to be vulnerable, yeah. to share, to speak, to, to just put your life out there. And I just want to tell you that, um, you are not done yet. You know, your story is just, you're writing your book, you're writing your journey. And um, one challenge that I leave for you is that you are not immortal. So write these things down, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. practical steps and helps. There are many of us who th- will never reach the other side of life and maybe understanding what that looks. Some people might be blessed enough to get there. How, what advice would you tell them? You know, for those of us who are growing parents who have their young people, how do you support that, those dreams, those gifts that you had and nurture them in the right way? Because I believe at a younger stage, all this was in you. 
You just needed that good shipping and who will you have been in this world? I'm not saying that you're not the person that you intended to mm-hmm. be, but so just just wanted to say, man, always a pleasure talking to you, always uh learning a lot every time I hear you share your story. Your story, this is your story. Keep sharing it. Speak aloud. Nobody can argue with your testimony. They can argue with your theology and your thinking, but not your story. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Well, well, and uh, thank you so much for having me, uh, my brothers. It's been a pleasure mm-hmm. and it's a privilege to share with you all. And I hope my presence here be a blessing to you and all the listeners and as well your presence being a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. Um well I just want to close out with this um especially to young people. Mm-hmm. You know you're going up in this world there's going to be a lot of things that would be attractive to you. But remember the most attractive thing usually are like um a way to to take you off track. Mm-hmm. So you have to say to yourself what do you really want? Mm-hmm. If what that you're going after is what that you were created for, is that your purpose in life, you know? Because um I fell in that hole and I I wish that no one um find that same path and fall in the same hole that I fell in. Mm-hmm. So young people, you know, you have um you are the next generation of the future. You can do a lot more. Don't don't let those kind of thing attract you and and take you off path. And then as for parents, um I know you work hard and uh, we appreciate that. But remember um the kids, you know, God bless you with those kids. We think about it, there's a lot of people who can't have kids. But you you God bless you with kids. It is your job, your responsibility to lead them, watch over them and make sure that um at the end of the day you looked at them and you said, "Okay, I did the best I could." You know, we can't be perfect, but trying to do the best you can and talk to your kid. Talk to your kid, find out what they 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 facing, what's going on in in their mind. If you know, don't let anybody else know your kid better than you. Mm. You know, don't mm. don't let that happen. And then, um, and in general, I would say, um, for everyone that's listening, your life may may not be like mine. You know, or you may not have that encounter, that that experience for life to be transformed like you know it did for me. Praise God, it did. But you, I'm sure that there's people on your path and whatever that you're going through right now, whatever the challenges are, the obstacles, there's will always be someone in your path that can help you. You just need to focus and look for that someone. You know, sometimes we get so deep into depression and addiction, there's nothing we can do. But now there's people around you as long as there's people around you who's ready to support you. There is a way out. Mm-hmm. Just have to let them do what God had has placed them to do in your life, you know? So today if you don't remember anything that we share, just remember that you are here for a purpose and you you need to find that purpose. Awesome. 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 Kenan. Yes. There we have it. Let's conclude by saying this. We are not saying fame is bad, we're not saying money is bad, we're not saying being a celebrity is a bad thing. The question you need to ask is what for who and why if you find your purpose in life those things will be a blessing to many other people and uh, as you seek to know your way find your journey we hope that you will also find your way to our uh, all our platforms subscribe like send us an email amazingtruthpodcast@gmail.com uh, uh, amazingtruthpodcast.org is our website peace out till next time that has been our episode today 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.